You were an impeccable host, and that was a very good party over the weekend. See, oh, a compliment. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. I fell asleep on the couch while everybody watched the sandwich. It was a pretty great time. Uh, How does that do... movie end? Jamie refuses to tell me. You gotta watch it. Oh, uh, no. I just want to say we've got an exciting new product to offer you. But first, welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And I'm Miserable John. And together we're Henry and Miserable John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist, as well as offer you brand new products right off the line to spice up your day. That's right, Henry. We have finally transitioned this podcast into a profit-making venture with products. That's right. I'm here to announce the newest member of the Zero Credits product line, Zero Credits OLED model. Oh, Zero Credits OLED. That's right. The Zero Credits OLED model, which will feature a 7-inch OLED screen. Now, Henry, how's that different from a regular LED screen? Uh, the O. O. Right. Uh, the O adds the what we like to call the O factor. <laughs> That's right, the O factor. Now you'll remember previously uh, we offered you the uh, the zero credits light, uh, which its controllers were attached. That's permanently. right. A permanently attached controller scheme for the Zero Credits Lite, where you could enjoy our podcast in a fixed manner. Uh, But now we're coming with you, to you, with a slightly bigger screen, an upgrade from the 6.2 inch screen that you're used to for our audio only podcast. How much more audio can you watch on those extra 0.8 inches? I think you answered your question yourself, John. (laughs) 0.8 inches of content can be enjoyed. But surely this can't be everything you're saying, miserable John, to yourself as you listen to this this offering. I, as a matter of fact, say that to myself every morning when I wake up. Well, shut your hole, because that's right. We also have a wide adjustable stand. A wide adjustable stand? Now you can prop the podcast up in a varying degrees of of propage. Well, if you'll remember in the previous podcast, usually if you use the stand, number one, you always felt like you were breaking it when you used it. But also, (laughs) typically, if the surface wasn't perfectly level, the podcast would fall over to the left. That's right. Yes. Now it's not going to feel like you're literally chipping off pieces of it each time you try to get that form factor kickstand out and uh, you'll be able to enjoy it at, 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 at 
more degrees than just 45. <laughs> now, Henry, when they pull out the wide adjustable stand, are they also exposing the sensitive SD card to the elements? Uh, probably. Great. Perfect design. <laughs> Great design. Uh, but I hear what you're saying. There's some problems with the dock. The dock that this podcast has come with was never, hold on, never had a built-in wired LAN port. But, John, let me tell you, this new one, this OLED model, if you will, has a built-in LAN port. Get the fuck out of town. That's right. Now you can hook up your podcast straight to the internet, and that's good. That's that's great. Although, previously, you could just buy a really cheap adapter for like five bucks and do that yourself. Now, Henry, this new version of the Zero Credits dock, will it work with HDMI cables that aren't very specific? Oh, no, it only works with Nintendo, I mean, Zero Credits branded cables. Because there are really high quality HDMI cables you can buy that have shielding things on either end, but those famously have not worked with previous Zero Credits docks and have made it so I have not docked my Zero Credits in the last two and a half years. I'm afraid there's no change on that front as far as I know. <laughs> oh, no. But well, please. at least we have LAN. Please enjoy up to 64 gigabytes of internal storage. That's double from the original version of, of Zero Credits wow. podcast. That's like a quarter of what my phone has. Uh, yeah, it's great. Now you can download a game. Now I can download one Zero Credit. Right. Please enjoy your Zero Credit. And when you're done, it is our stance that you delete it and make room for the next Zero Credit. Yes. Now, of course, you can buy physical zero credits, and then you just put those into your, your OLED zero credits, and then you download updates to them, and the updates end up being 15 to 20 gigabytes. Yes. Yeah, so if you... If so you if why to... didn't you just, why didn't you just download the zero credits instead of, instead of getting the physical thing if you were going to have to dedicate that much space to it anyway? Look, it's a perfect system. Keep all of your files in one place. And then, if that uh, online system ever deprecates, which it never will, you'll lose your gay, your zero credits forever. It's true. Uh, but last but not least, John, the zero credits OELD, OLED model uh, also features a vague statement called enhanced audio. <laughs> Oh, enhanced audio. It's enhanced. The audio? Have you heard about this? The audio is enhanced. I mean, if there's one thing I know from people, they just love to listen to their zero credits through the existing zero credit speakers, which don't right. sound truly terrible. Yeah. Everyone is just listening. They're walking around with their zero credits podcast, undocked. And they're bumping into people on the street and they're trading songs with their enhanced audio. They just, they love the audio. Now, Henry, this zero, this, this OLED zero credits, I gotta ask, does oh, it have Bluetooth capability? Oh, no, John, you don't want that. You mean I, I don't, I don't want the, the standard that's, 
that's been in every every version of every podcast for ten plus years. Uh, the the zero credits OLED model uh, features a very nice three point five millimeter audio jack in the worst location you can think of. The very top and left. Yes, <laughs> incredible. Not the bottom, which would make sense. No, and, and also the the charging port for the Zero Credits OLED model is still in the very bottom, which is very annoying if you're trying to play it <laughs> not docked. Now, let me let me ask you, this new version of the Zero Credits, does it have that similar feeling where you're you're charging it with the thing in the bottom and your headphones are plugged in at the top and then you like try to rest it on you but you can't do it comfortably cuz it's charging from the bottom and then your headphones slowly rotate over and then interfere with your left hand? That's a feature. Wow, I love that as a feature. Yeah, and uh you'll get that feature in um the bigger screen and the the, the adjustable stand. Once built- again, 2.032 centimeters of additional screen. Right. And uh and the and the LAN port and the double storage and the vague enhanced audio all for $349.99. Wow, are you kidding me? It's just $50 more than the old model. I it it seems it just seems strange, I suppose, but that's, you know, kind of tempted. John, I know what you're wondering. With this new screen, this new technology, this brighter screen, have they done anything to the inside of the console to make sure the games run better? Yeah, I remember there was a rumor uh, started maybe two years ago. Uh, maybe even longer than that, that the zero credits would come with, I don't know, uh, perhaps a more powerful processor, or maybe even just more cores in the existing processor, or more memory, a pro version of zero credits, if you will. Is this finally the zero credits pro? No. Oh, no. (laughs) Nothing on the inside has been changed. It's just a better screen and more more storage space and enhanced audio, and that's it. Wow, that's exactly what I've always wanted from my zero credits. It's almost as if this is... I don't... It's like the first version of the zero credits podcast was a beta... (laughs) Yes, a, a beta that was out for four years. And now, finally, we're getting the final version of the product. Yes, at, its, at what I have to imagine is the very end of its life cycle. Uh, a lot of people were expecting a new version of the Zero Credits podcast, the, the alluded to and vastly rumored pro version. Uh, unfortunately, that does not seem to be coming. Uh, interesting. Well, I, I sure am glad that they addressed all of my concerns with the zero credits and not, uh, a number of features that I didn't particularly want. Yeah. I mean, as a person who only uses his zero credits pro podcast, (laughs) zero credits podcast in docked mode, uh, I, I am not tempted at all. I exclusively use mine in undocked mode, and I gotta tell you, not tempted at all. 
Yeah, so I don't know quite who this is for, if I'm being honest. I mean, we we make up the perfect intersection of users of the device, uh, which is someone who uses it on a TV and someone who uses it exclusively undocked, and neither of us is that enticed by it. Now, for those of you at, at home who have not caught on to what we're talking about, um, there's a, they announced a new version of the Nintendo Switch. To- what? Oh, God. <laughs> you mean this was a joke? Oh, my God. You're clipping so much. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> this was a ruse, if you will, a bit. Enough. <laughs> oh, God. What's happening? Enough of these jokes. Okay, we can talk about it for real. Okay. Yes, they announced uh, the Nintendo Switch OLED model. That is the name of the console. Because apparently no one tried. <laughs> now, what was the what was the pared down version of the Nintendo Switch that was primarily geared towards undocked use? It was called the 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 Switch Lite. Switch Lite. Uh, yeah, exactly. I felt like that was kind of a stroke of marketing genius. I don't know. Nintendo did that with the 3DS where they made the 2DS, which rocked and looked very cool. Yeah. Uh, and then they did the Switch Lite, which I think was a, it was a great move to get people who didn't necessarily have $300 to spend into the Switch ecosystem. Uh, very smart move. I do not get the, the existence of the OLED Model, no. especially since people have been wanting a slightly more powerful version of it forever. Yeah, so with the Switch, you got the perfect marriage between mobile and, and home gaming that appealed to everybody. You're, you're combining your markets into one device, and that was pretty cool. Uh, but some people found, for whatever reason, maybe found the home device, the home console version of it, kind of daunting. They're like, maybe they don't want to commit the $300 to buying that console, but they still want to play the games. So then you tap into the market of only handheld gamers with your Switch Lite version. What I don't get now is you make only handheld gaming improvements, uh-huh. but keep the capability to, to dock and, and the better, the better docking stand, you include improvements to that but you don't touch any of the innards. You don't improve any of the gameplay capabilities. No processors, no blast processors, no no RAM sticks jammed in there. And you're selling it for more than the original Switch, but it's only appealing to half the market. Yeah, it uh, makes no sense to me, especially the the only, like, significant hardware upgrade being the physical LAN port because you know that you want to decrease lag wherever possible in those fast Twitch-based Nintendo Switch online games. Right. Uh, Anyone who wanted that already bought an adapter at this point because you're right. We're like four or five years into this this console system life, life cycle thing. And people were kind of itching at the, chomping at the bit, champing at the bit, it scratching at the itch, if you will, to to spend money on a pro version if it made their games run a little bit better, and could tackle the intricities of 
uh, a Breath of the Wild with verticality. Like if that's going to run better on this pro version, I'm going to buy it. And so what did they do? They don't, they don't touch any of the insides. I don't understand. I mean, the people at Nintendo, it's obviously a fantastically lucrative company post Wii U. Uh, the Wii U was a dark period. Uh, but they're like a, a phenomenally like smart company. And I don't want to say that my ideas are better than theirs in any way. But like, why couldn't you make a Switch Lite that exists entirely for undocked use? And then you make like a Switch Pro that's like a little tiny set-top box thing that doesn't go undocked. It's just like a physical Nintendo console that's like twice as powerful. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why you do that. Console games have to be so well-tuned, though. Maybe maybe making like a significant increase to the hardware capabilities is more complicated than it seems. Yeah, to, to give them a little bit of credit, they... They have experimented with this in the past uh, because you had your 3DS, which had a really long life cycle. And toward the end of that life cycle, there was the new 3DS, which was slightly more powerful uh, and, and could actually run like a couple. I think maybe there were two exclusives for it. It could run basically a, a, a Wii game on a, a mobile a mobile console. Um, and it improved the, uh, what, what am I trying to say? And it, it optimized the, the play for a couple of other games that still ran on the old 3DS, but what they essentially did was kind of split their market in two. Cause now you've got these, this, this console that can run more complicated games. But if you do that, you're missing out on the install base who only have the normal 3DS. Exactly. So I can see why they might not want to do a Switch Pro and make games exclusive just to the Switch Pro because then they're going to miss out on that market share. But at the same time, I really thought it was coming. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't know. I, uh, I'm i in a unique place as far as my feelings towards the Switch's capabilities go because, I don't know, I don't play my Switch a lot. Right. But like, I don't know. I was playing through Tales of Vesperia, which is a not super complicated Japanese RPG, and it was chuggy and bad. I was like, why? Why can't it be more powerful? And then I played Monster Hunter Rise, and that game looks incredible. Yeah, and it's like, super I optimized. Have, yeah, it's insane. It is unbelievably optimized. Apparently, that like re-engine, re-engine, whatever Capcom developed, is like crazy good at optimization which i think their old engine mt framework was good too yeah but, but damn monster hunter rise looks good yeah monster hunter rise doesn't even look like a switch game like it looks better than that yeah it looks like a ps4 game that like lost a lot of resolution but still yeah. no it, it's it's nintendo has always been exclusives moving hardware not hardware being powerful and enticing they're not, they're not here to be the cutting edge of technology, but they're so far behind at this point. Like, So I, I built slash bought a new PC, and all I want to do now is play the most like beautiful cutting edge games with great graphics because it can run anything, it's, it, and everything looks great on it. And then I go back to my Nintendo Switch, and I just look at it, and I'm like, man, I really wish I could plug you into my PC 
and just make you look better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, emulators exist. Not for the Switch, I don't think. But, uh, I don't know. Depending on your level of morals, I've been doing that with some, like, GameCube and PS2 and maybe eventually PS3 games. It's pretty rewarding. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it just, I, I can't, I can't finish Mario and Rabbids Mushroom Kingdom battle or whatever with on my PC without a lot of extra work. Uh, there's a, that's fair. But one day, the dream, the Rabbids on the PC. <laughs> the dream. The dream. The dream. I, uh, you know that I'm, I'm sick in the mind when it comes to video games. I don't. I don't know. I got a very good graphics card. It was a great graphics card like four years ago. Now it's just quite good. Graphics cards are not getting better as fast as they used to, which I take a lot of uh, a lot of joy in because you don't have to buy them as frequently. Right. Uh, but what I've got going on can run pretty much anything at like high, medium to in some cases like ultra everything. It's crazy. And uh, I just don't want to. Like, I have a lot of things installed on my PC that I know would be, like, super beautiful. But I just don't have any desire to play them. Like, I started playing Doom Eternal. I'm like, this is cool, but I just want to play Yakuza. Hey, follow your bliss. You You don't, like, I built this, you know, this nice computer. And all I've been doing is replaying the Outer Worlds. There you go. Yeah, you just follow. You play the games you want to play. You don't. You don't have to succumb to the, the big bad. This is the most beautiful game on the planet. It's Assassin's Creed Origins. Blah 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 blah. I don't want to play another Assassin's Creed game. I played them all. I just can't remember the last time I played a game where I was like, "This is a beautiful technical accomplishment, and it's really fun." Like I, I can't remember the last time there was like a huge watershed technical moment in a video game. Dude. And also, I felt like, oh, this is like, other than like The Witcher 3, I guess. Dude, Control? Have you played Control? Control's very good. Control is very... I guess my my issue with Control is I'm not playing it in its time. Oh. Like, when it first came out, when wait, when ray tracing was first being supported in games, and I play, I'm like, oh, this is an incredible remedy game and a huge technical accomplishment. Yeah, the reflections Actually, are, are rendered in, in real time, John. Actually, all of Remedy's games are that. Max Payne 1 was that. Max Payne 2 was that. Alan Wake was that. Control is that now. They've always been, like, really yeah. fun, interesting technical achievements. The video game characters look like the actors playing them. Well, I'll play L.A. Noir if I want that. <laughs> oh, God. I'll play those oh. awful rictist faces any day. Yeah, L.A. Noir of ray tra- tracing mod, please. <laughs> uh, L.A. Noir where you can see the reflection of Cole Phelps's face in the eyes of the people he's interrogating, please. Yeah, but this one was fun. Yes, unlike L.A. Noir, which was not fun. Yeah. Video games are complicated. Like... I feel like a lot of gamers are in a weird space with video games lately because it's like they announced that no, they came out already. (laughs) These new, these new consoles came out. And of course, like at the beginning of any console cycle, the games just aren't there yet. Like it's, uh, they're taking their time to make them the best they can or whatever, but it's, but yet on Twitter, people are still fighting over which console is better. 
And it's like, how could you even fucking tell? There's nothing to play. Ah, uh, yes. Which console is better, the PlayStation Five or the Xbox One S? No, Xbox. Xbox S One X. No, no. X- Xbox. Xbox S-E-X? I, okay, see, you're doing bits. You don't actually want the answer. Okay. No, I want the answer, but I'm still going to do bits after you give me the answer. You were very close with your last one. Xbox S? X? X? Yeah, you're, you're super close. S-Box. Just... <laughs> Xbox Series X. Okay, but not the Xbox One X. Or One S? No. Well, those came out too. I don't follow Xbox because uh, that Microsoft did a really cool thing, and I, I will applaud. I will applaud them for it n- until they stop doing it. They turned every PC into an Xbox. Yeah, they're. Uh, I really thought after the Xbox 360 with like the Xbox One or whatever. Uh, when that came out, I was like, yeah, it's kind of over. Xbox is no longer cool. However, they continued in the background to turn every Windows computing ecosystem basically into an Xbox. Yeah. I mean, I'm on that Xbox Games Pass. Me too. And you can get whatever you want, play it for however you, you like, then delete it and never play it again. And it feels like renting video games back from like the olden times. You don't quite ever feel like you own it, but you got to experience it, and then you move on. And I mean, honestly, I feel like if I were to buy a console, since I do have the Xbox Games Pass, the only one that would really make sense is an Xbox, right. because it's a model I really like. I've gotten, I've played more video games because of the Xbox Games Pass in the last year than I've played maybe in the last five years combined. I get a lot of traction out of that thing. However... We did house sit for people pre-pandemic, and they had whatever the newest, fanciest version of the Xbox was, and we were watching their dogs, and Allison was like, oh, it looks like they've got an Xbox. They said we can play it. And I was like, ah, who fucking cares? It's an Xbox. Like, it's just not cool. It's Xboxes just aren't cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear that. And it might be because I grew up Nintendo and so the you know the the electronics of the east have always had my heart and the PlayStation 5 looks like a fucking like office building <laughs> the design of the PlayStation 5 absolutely looks like a humidifier <laughs> from 2013 uh, i uh i'm more insufferable than you because i was a PlayStation kid Nintendo kid originally up through Nintendo 64 but then eventually I switched over to PlayStation, became a PlayStation kid, which is a much more insufferable version of a Nintendo kid because no one was cool enough. <laughs> Only PlayStation was cool, but American PlayStation games were at best acceptable. The right. real thing you would do is talk to all your friends about Japanese PlayStation games and how cool all those were and how much better it is in Japan. And it was, it was, yeah. The PlayStation was huge in Japan. They had Tobal so. too. That's where they were made. Yeah. But no one does that with Nintendo. No one's like, oh, the Japanese Nintendo games are so much better. Uh, I would say that is true in Nintendo's case only for Tingle's Magical Rupee Land or whatever that DS game was called that only came out in Japan. Oh, yeah, probably. That and the first Sin and Punishment. Yes, Sin and Punishment is good. Ooh, yeah, that no. Sin and Punishment on the Wii was great. 
Oh yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole virtual console thing that they refused to fucking bring back. What do you mean? I'm playing Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, okay, sure. I mean, it's the selection's not great, but you get Kirby Superstar and oh, all three Donkey Kong countries, so you're good to go. When it was just NES for a while, I was like, this is bullshit. Because yeah. the NES was my gateway to video gaming and is very good is very good. There aren't good games on it there are not they're just the same couple of handful of bad games on it like i get it mario's good and zelda's good but they're not by today's standards fun video games right right oh maybe we should close down our video game corner because i feel like we're losing the audience we are losing the audience it's quickly just becoming a conversation between two men with similar cultural backgrounds Right, and speaking of men, that's the bad segue. I it's never a, better, a thing you want to hear. I have a better segue in mind. Mm. Here we go. John, it's been a second since we had any like Fast and Furious news. Yeah, you're right about the men, Henry. It's been a while since we had a lot of we had any Fast and Furious news. Uh, this news comes from the offbeat beat, if you will, because this is not pertaining to anything actually knew i just found a little neat cultural thing uh john henry the titles for fast and furious the franchise these individual movies in america we know they're fucked like it's all over the place Uh there's no real convention but john oh Am I the first to tell you that the Japanese titles for the for the fuck you movies kind of whip ass? Now, I saw one of them. Oh, okay. What did you see? The Tokyo Drift one, I think. Uh, but I've not seen any of the others. I've heard tell on Twitter that the Japanese Fast and Furious movie titles are incredible. They are incredible because they commit to a single idea (laughs) (laughs) which we have not had famously yeah in all of the fast and furious movies they have not been able to commit to one title i was actually re-listening to our episode about fast six i think and that movie had three different titles in itself it did i still don't know what to call that one neither do i right so do you want to give 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 your your shot in the dark? You remember seeing the Tokyo Drift one. Uh so it, it might not be as big of a reveal for you, but it might be for the audience. So give your guess. I mean, I I think I remember it being like Fast and Furious or just maybe Furious and then Max. Mm. Uh in all capital letters and mm. then Tokyo Drift, I believe that's what it is. Okay, okay, so you've got some of the conventions from three different movies. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, just give a blunt, because it's not Fast and Furious. Those words are nowhere in the title. Uh-huh. So give a guess. I'm going to give one serious guess and one joke guess, and you have to guess which one it is. Okay, I will. This is a fun reverse game. Okay, the first one is I'm going to say... Uh, hold on. I'm trying to think of a funny one and a serious one. Uh, the first one is, I'll say, Magnum Speed. Ooh, I like it. 
And then the the next one, you'll have to guess which one is which, is a family car. <laughs> Your serious answer is family car. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it. But you actually hit one of the one of the words in this two word franchise, John. You hit speed. Okay, speed. Yeah. Uh, so instead of Magnum Speed in Japan, this series is known as Wild Speed. Oh, incredible! So the first Fast and the Furious movie is called Wild Speed, uh-huh. and now it's your turn to guess what the name of the second movie is. Oh, uh, which was once Too Fast, Too Furious? Right. And the American English version is known as Too Fast, Too Furious. As far as I know, or am aware of, I don't believe the Japanese love sequels to movies with just two in the title. That's not really a thing that they do. Yeah. Uh, So, Wild Speed, it's Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm going to say... Wild Speed and Miami. <laughs> I love it. I really that's so wholesome. <laughs> Gotta be an ampersand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wild Speed is meeting Miami. Yeah, um, Wild Speed and Miami. Now you you are right in your cultural thinking or understanding of Japan. They do not like just twos in the title. Unfortunately. Uh, you're a little off because it's wild speed times two. Really? Like 2x? X2. X2. So, okay. For what it's worth, I want to... I am giving a, a decent amount of respect to the people who are naming these for Japanese markets. Because they're keeping somewhat of the tradition alive as far as right. Fast and Furious movies go. Because there wasn't a wild speed X. No, there wasn't. So they're adding the X. And boy, hold on to your hats for later, because you're really going to give them props. Now, the one you claim to remember, the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift in America. Uh Uh-huh. What is your new guess at the name of this one? Uh, let's see. It's got to be Wild Speed. You're warm. I mean, you're hot. You're dead on. (laughs) I mean, I, I feel like... I feel like maybe Max came from somewhere. So I'm going to say like Wild Speed Max Tokyo Drift. Oh, you're so close. Really? Yeah, you're very close. You've got everything almost correct. Okay. It's Wild Speed X3. (laughs) Great. I love it. Colon Tokyo Drift. They kept the Tokyo Drift. I love it. I want, I don't, that's interesting. Um, So, of course, I always like to say the Fast and Furious series wasn't a series until Fast and Furious, the fourth movie in this franchise, Mm -hmm. when they bring all the original characters back. And um, I want to (laughs) say, I want to say that the the Japanese title for this movie uh, really cements that. It really cements that the this is where the movies start. Yes. Um, so why don't you give a stab at what you think the Japanese title is for Fast and Furious, the 2009 fourth movie in this franchise? Oh, boy. I'm going to say. Ooh, I know what I'm going to say that five is. Okay. But four. 
I'm going to say Wild Speed Super. Oh. You've got a really good instinct for this. And I know you're going to be sad because you were looking for where that max was coming in. Yeah. No. Is this the max? This is Wild Speed Max. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I get it. I get why they call it that. Gone is the number. <laughs> yes. X2, X3, Max. Max. They, they're threading the needle. They are keeping it consistent and and uh, and defying our expectations. Oh, when we're done with all of these, I'll, I have a theory of, of what they did or, 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 or I have a, a way to applaud them um, to, to say their accolades. But let's get to Fast Five, the best movie in this franchise. Okay. You, you say you you think you know the title of this film, but now you've been you've been introduced to the Max Factor. So let's hear your guess at Fast Five. Okay, I'm. What I'm trying to think of is if they keep the Max. But I think what it is here's here's I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Max in there. I'm okay. gonna take the max. I think they kept the max. Okay. I don't think they would have changed it up too much, but I'm gonna say it is a wild speed max colon impossible mission. Oh wow. It's like you're a little bit psychic. Is it but anything a, related to that? You're a little early on some of your components. I'm sorry. No. The max absolutely is in there. You get points for that for okay. sure. Okay. But I and I wouldn't even hold this against you because you could not predict the name of this movie, which of course is Wild Speed Mega Max. Mega Max. Oh, Mega Max. Now, for those of you who are at home who do not see this in front of you, uh, Max is in all caps, and Mega Max is also in all caps. <laughs> you know, I I totally the people who are naming these watch these movies because Fast and Furious. 2008, 2009's Fast and Furious? Nine, yeah. Uh, it was, in some ways, uh, necessary. It it walked so Fast Five could run. So if four can be max, five sure as hell can be mega max. Right, no, I, I feel like the people who entitled this these those two definitely watched them and got it. They yeah. understood. They, they were like, this Fast Five, like, this is the top. We're not going to top this. Throw the mega in there. Let me give you my my rationale behind Impossible Mission, other than I think it's like a Namco arcade game. Uh, my thinking behind Impossible Mission is I think the theme of Fast Five is an impossible heist. Right. And I know that Japanese action movies love the word mission. <laughs> so I was going to say impossible mission. Now, this is interesting. And I, I feel your instincts, like really use them for this next one. Okay. Uh, this is Fast and Furious 6 over here in the States. But in Japan, it has this title. Okay. So Fast 6 was Owen Shaw, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say since they kept, well, no, they kept X for two movies. So could this be 
another max. I'm going to say it's another max. Mm. And in fact, your answers lead me to believe that mission <laughs> is in here somewhere. Yes. Uh, and perhaps Max is not. <laughs> uh, uh, who, who's to say, John? Okay, know. okay. So it's definitely got mission in it. Owen Shaw. What happens in that movie? Okay, I know a lot of... Okay, I got it. Okay. Fast and... Nope. <laughs> already, already fucking up. Yeah. I'm going to say wild speed. It can't just be wild speed. No, it cannot. You're right. But I mean, it can't just be Wild Speed Common and then something. I'm going to say Wild Speed Super, probably wrong. But I'm going to say Wild Speed Super Night Mission. Okay. All right. I hear where you're going. It's in the wrong direction. No. Because uh, if you remember, and I know I do. <laughs> Uh, this movie takes mostly takes place mostly in Europe. Oh, Euro so, Mission. Yes, Wild Speed Euro Mission. I love it. The names of all of these movies, by the way, to be perfectly clear, really sound like cockpit racing games. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely like it's got the uh, the the apparatus of the vehicle as part of the controller in the arcade. You actually have to shift, and there's like a little memory card you can take with you, so you can like load in your car's tuning. Right. Uh, now for bonus points, John, because this title introduces punctuation. No, it no, that's wrong. I we missed some punctuation earlier. There's oh a no. There's a colon and wild speed X3 colon Tokyo Drift. Okay. Um, but so the, the joke was going to be uh, where where is the colon and wild speed Euro mission? Where is, oh, where is the colon and wild yeah. speed Euro mission? Uh, right before Euro mission, I would assume. You're right. Yeah. Okay. It's not a hard question. But that was just wild things. speed Euro mission. There wasn't anything after wild speed, right? Right, no max. So, okay. so you're correctly you correctly sussed out a little bit of a pattern, uh, because there was only X two X three. They kept the X's for two movies. They kept the maxes for two movies. They kept the maxes for two movies. So here we are at Furious Seven in the states, but in Japan, what did they call it? Uh, what happens in Furious Seven? That's Deckard Shaw. Deckard Shaw. But they're not friends yet. And they're no, fighting. They're fighting. Uh, God, what happens in that movie? I'm trying to remember what a big set piece of that movie is. Yes, focus on the big set piece for sure. What are they? They fight Digimon Hansu, and then right. they also fight at the top of a parking garage. When people think about Fast and Furious, what scene comes to mind for them? Oh, it's the, they jump out of the plane, right? In seven? I believe right? they do, maybe? Uh, with that hint. Yes. I'm gonna say wild speed air mission. You are almost there! Like, oh, it's, this is the closest you've been. been. I mean, heavy hints. There are heavy hints going on. I have to assume the mission was correct. Absolutely. Uh, it's just, uh, Sky, is it Sky? Ring-a-ding-ding, baby. Yes. Wild Speed Sky Mission, okay. Wild Speed Sky Mission, I believe it is the one where they airdrop. 
I think so. It's either that, yeah, because or... they they drop into the hostile, uh, right. fictional country, and then Digimon Hansu's mercenary men like corner them on that yeah. cliff, and then Dom right. drives off. I gotcha. Now, now this is a little funny because uh, I thought it was for the the uh, the skyscraper jump. <laughs> oh, that is in seven, right? It is. Yeah, but the the airdrop makes way more sense. Okay. Right. I'll have to look that up later because it'll bother me. But in any case, air mission, sky mission. Right. So, yeah, ring a ding ding, you got that one. And now we're into new territory because we're <laughs> in the fate of the furious and we don't know what the title is. This one's truly difficult. Yeah. Because I'll we... give you I'll give you one hint. Yes. Think of the big set piece. Okay. Big set piece. Definitely the submarine. Um, but it can't be mission because we've run out of those. Yes, you are right. Mission is gone. I'm going to say, ooh, I want to get spicy. Get spicy with it. (laughs) No, that's dumb. It's, that's Uh, what it is though. No. Okay. Here's, here's, here's my, here's my genuine guess. Okay. I d- first of all No, I here's my genuine guess. Okay. Wild speed, no colon and then ice, all capital letters exclamation point. You're almost there. I, you your your instincts are so good. I was like, well it's going to be ice mission or something, but right. we've run out of missions. Here it is. Wild speed colon ice break. It's very cool. Very cool. That's very cool. And now I'm going to throw a curveball at you. <laughs> okay. Oh, nine? Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's part Would of the Would they even you. keep it wild speed? This is This is for you. We could save this for a bonus round and go to F9. No, I want. I want to do. I want to do Hobbs and Shaw. I'm gonna say if you wanted time to think about it, I'm gonna say it's definitely still Wild Speed. I don't think they would have changed that. What happens in Hobbs and Shaw? They go to Hawaii in the second half of the movie. But what happens in the? I don't think that that matters. We know that from these titles, or at least the last few, they only care about like the big set piece that happens. Uh, there's an island, <laughs> which is Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hawaii vacation. <laughs> I'm <laughs> wild speed Hawaiian vacation. <laughs> However, they gotta mix it up. They gotta make it clear. I right. think they gotta right. make it clear that this is outside of your typical wild speed franchise. So I'm gonna say would they put their names in it? Because I want to say like Hobbs X Shaw, but I don't think that's it. Yeah, like an X for like crossover. Yeah. I'm gonna say like a crossover. This one's this one's so hard. Where are, you, is, are you giving me a hint? 
What? Never. Why would oh, I no. try to calm give you a hint? Oh, is it is oh is combo in there? Oh, what? Who are how did you get that? <laughs> okay, then I'm gonna say it's like wild speed. It's not island combo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the wild speed island combo. <laughs> it's uh, mahi mahi and diesel fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sautéed and diesel. That's not sauté. Isn't a sauce? Is it? Uh, no, it's uh, cooking something in high heat in a pan. Oh, well, yeah, with diesel. I'm, I'm gonna say this is how do they typically? I'm not gonna say they named it like. Gaiden or anything. Oh. That's too cheesy. <laughs> but it is a side story. Right. <sighs> Man, this really threw you for a loop. It's really hard. It's really hard because this one doesn't follow any rules. I'm going to say Wild Speed uh, uh, a Cross Combo. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it was Wild Speed Super Combo. Okay. Yeah, well, no I mean, way... without your hint, I wouldn't have gotten any of that. Yeah. Uh, super eject... combo, though. Super combo? Re- like... <laughs> really interesting. I don't know if I'd call them a super combo, but I appreciate I appreciate yeah. the title. It's a great title. Yeah, so instead of the set piece, they focused on the premise, which is uh, the, the, you know, Hobbs and Shaw working together. And a super combo, I suppose, but whatever. Man, I, I didn't even think that Idris Elba factored into the title, and I was right to think that. Good, good. Did I say Idris Elba? No, I didn't say Idris Elba. No, I was just thinking, like, oh, what if <laughs> I had considered that Idris Elba uh, was factored into the title? But I did Wild Speed colon Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. And so we are now left with one last movie, which in the States has the name synonymous with the keyboard key, F9. Uh-huh. What is the name of the latest installment of the Fuck You in Japan? Okay. It's possible they would have continued with the break thing from Icebreak, but I don't know that they would have done that since there was a Hobbs and Shaw in the middle. I'm gonna say... Uh, this isn't fair. I'm gonna say it's called a Wild Speed Final. It's not the final movie, but that's that's what what I'm gonna say. Uh, All right, so you win against your instincts. No, is there break in it? You you thought you thought this movie in the middle would have broken up their naming convention, and I I'm sorry to say you are wrong. And I'm sorry to also say you would never have gotten it because it is called Wild Speed Jet Break. Jet Break? Yeah. <laughs> is there a jet? Um, no. There's a <laughs> lot a of car. magnets. There's a rocket car. It's That's the closest relation I could see, and it's strange that they would name it that based on its side story. Right, no, I, I don't understand why this one uh, is named that, other than my theory that I will now illuminate. Um, so the first three were all just sort of like kind of done haphazardly. Then they got two really good ones, 
And then those people got – they did so well with the naming, they got promoted to a different job. And the new team got brought on and was like, Euro mission, Sky mission. And then they got a note that's like, hey, can we spice up the names a little bit? And like, all right, all right. Instead of ice mission, which what we had, we'll do ice break because of, you know, they break the ice. And then they were, then they watched F9 and they're like, what the fuck do we call this? We got to <laughs> use break in it. I guess they use a jet. Who Who's making these movies? <laughs> we can't call it magnet break. <laughs> yes, obviously that makes no sense. I mean, come on. I mean, the closest thing we could call it is bendy bus break. <laughs> bendy busu. I, uh, though, to give credit where credit's due, Jet Break sounds really, really cool. I'd watch, I'd watch Jet Break. It kind of sounds like Point Break, which is where these movies started anyway. If anyone showed me any of these movies, if someone, this is the problem. In my young years, I watched a Fast and Furious movie begrudgingly. Uh, But if someone came up to me and said, hey, do you want to watch Wild Speed? I'd say, I think I want to make this a major part of my personality for the next 20 years. Oh, yeah. So so I have always thought the Fast and the Furious sounded like a soap opera name. Like, it's the young and the restless, you know. Uh, But Wild Speed? Like, yeah, sign me the fuck up for that. Yeah, sign me up for Wild Speed, dude. I don't know. Those those names... Oh, yeah, they're far and away better than what we got. So much better than the American names. And I like that they, uh, so other than keeping wild speed, I like that they play with the naming conventions because they're like, well, look, in America, they're called fuck all. Like it's, you don't even, you can't even tell what series it is. We'll keep the wild speed. But after that, we could say whatever the hell we want because people are, no, hey, it's a wild speed movie. I know what I'm getting into. So that so Wild Speak Mega Max says nothing about the movie, just like Fast Five says nothing about the movie. It's just we know who's in it and we know it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, I mean, if I'm putting my ass in a seat for a Wild Speed movie, I know what to expect. Yeah. I wonder how popular this series is in other parts of the world. I don't know. Uh, one thing that I was uh very errantly thinking. And this isn't fair because this is comparing something from the modern age to something that came out in the 60s. Uh, But I always think of the Zatoichi movies, the Blind Swordsman movies. Oh, yeah. And how they were like one of the longest running Japanese film series in history, but they never had names like Zatoichi 2 or Zatoichi 3. It's the, the tale of Zatoichi. The tale of Zatoichi continues. New tale of Zatoichi. Zatoichi and the Chest of Gold. And then ultimately ends up uh, with Zatoichi, Darkness is his ally. <laughs> that is a bomb-ass name. It really is. The Japanese are really good at naming things. Well, it, it helps when you have this this really cool thing in, uh, in their written language where you can use one character to uh, just get the, the sound out there. Or just get the word out there, but then you can also use like the the kanji of the sounds and put them together, and each of those sounds is also a different word. So you can get like multiple meanings in the same word, like Shin and Shin Godzilla. Instead of using just the like one character for it, it it's the combination of, of, of a 
like the the pronunciation of Shin, so that it means like like new and God and ev- like evolution all in one word. Yeah, it's uh the best we can get is like the Last Jedi, which has a couple yeah. meanings. Yeah, I know. We, we our words and our letters have to do a whole lot more work to get double meaning in there. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, we're a pretty literal language, though actually pretty high context too. Very we're bad so. language. Oh yeah, no, are idioms impossible to learn because they make no sense? Listen, Henry, hook or by crook, you're going to understand American idioms. You can lead a horse to water. Well, ain't that just pickled drink? (laughs) (laughs) Man, my favorite American idiom, ain't that just pickled drink? (laughs) That's, uh, you know, you're not from where I'm from, so you wouldn't get it. Uh, okay. All Very right. easy thing to get away with. Idi- I wonder if you could walk in a room and be like, hmm, this room smells like cat piss. <laughs> like, why did you say that? You're like, it's an idiom where I come from. And where I come from, it's the highest of compliments, bastard man. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, an idiom, you dumb <laughs> son of a bitch. Not an idiom. <laughs> Bear with me. Oh, that's a... Uh... What? Is that an idiom? It can be. And if it is, it's like, oh shit, there's a bear with that guy. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's there was a, a classic example of uh, how, who was it? I think it was like a Danish person was talking about how difficult English is as a language because you can have completely, vastly different meanings for got my ass kicked, kicked his ass, kicked some ass, ass kicked ass kicker kick kicker of ass i don't know like (laughs) the the combinations that you can put together of kick and ass and all have totally disparate meanings yeah it's not great no it's insane english is a dumb language and no one should ever speak it you're right let's all change to esperanto oh we had a friend who tried to learn that Esperanto is a a conlang, right? Uh, a completely fabricated language. Yeah, constructed language. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be the common language of the international business person. Oh well, <laughs> salutan, Henry. Oh, saltuna. <laughs> Hold on. Welcome to the podcast. Bon venon a la podcasto. <laughs> bon venon? Bon venon. It's, uh, it takes from a lot of things, like... Right, romantic yeah. languages. Bon venon a la like podcasto. Bienvenue or bienvenito. Yeah. Yeah. I like Italian food. <laughs> Mi satas Italian... Manjanan. A lot of it's a lot of it's strongly pulling from romance languages. Wait, romance languages are they they have a lot of Yeah. I mean Yeah, like this food and this is like manjajan, but like romance languages is like a to mange, M-A-N-G-E. Like, I don't know. Interesting. Very interesting. And uh do we have time for one last segment that has nothing to do with what we're talking about? Uh, we, we're kind of short on time, but we can talk about it. Okay, we could just do it really quick. Because I know you're 
you're we, the writing's on the wall with the Fast and Furious series, John. Uh, everyone knows it. There's two movies left in this series, and then it's over. Yes. And so uh, everyone is wondering. The, the question on the internet's mind is, what are we going to do when this series is over? Where are we going to put all of our time and our energy? Zack Schneider's not making any more DC movies. Like, where are we going to go? And uh, the obvious answer, of course, is the Venomverse. I mean, duh. Absolutely, right? As they say, Vimuta Viranaco. Yeah, uh, Venom is the way. <laughs> that's that's Venom is the way in Esperanto. Wait, really? <laughs> uh, no, it is you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Ouch. Is that an idiom? Uh, yes, in, in Esperanto it is. Okay. Veneno estas la vojo. Oh, no. Is that Venom is the way? It is. Okay. Uh, But I want you to know, John, you're worried. Because the first Venom, people were like, yeah, it's a decent kind of mindless action flick. And I know we both don't want to spend our times with something that's mindless. We want thought and care put into the content that we consume. And I'm here, John, to tell you that this Venomverse is in great hands. And whose hands are they but the strong, possibly calloused hands of Tom Hardy himself? Wait, Tom Hardy is taking over the Venomverse? Now, not taking over, uh, but whereas maybe uh, other action stars of his ilk might just take the paycheck and cash it in and just do whatever... Uh, you know, read the lines as given. Tom Hardy is taking a vested interest in the Venomverse. He, quote, spent months, quote, breaking Venom 2 plot over FaceTime and earns his first story by credit. Story by on uh, 2021's Venom? Yeah, uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Ah, wasn't there a moment in the original Venom where, like, Michael Keaton or whatever looks directly in the camera and he's like, Carnage time is here. Michael Keaton was in Venom 1? I have no idea. I've never seen it. Never saw it. Again, this is a film franchise we're going to get into after the fuck you is over. Yeah, to be perfectly clear, we we could not be jumping into the Venomverse at a better time. I like to imagine once the Fakiu is over, that's what, maybe three or four years from now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like four or five years down the line, we're going to be searching for one summer. We need a series to get into. There's no more Godzilla movies. The Fakiu is over. God knows we're not going to watch all the Jurassic Parks because only the first one is any good. Yeah, I love Jurassic Park. That series has one and a half good movies in it. One of my favorite films is the first Jurassic Park. The Lost World? No, I don't like Ben Spawn. Oh, Fallen Kingdom? (laughs) I don't like Chris Pratt. (laughs) Uh, Same here. Uh, Chris Pratt, lover of Jesus, hater of marriage. Yeah, I just... Ever since he divorced Anna Ferris, I'm like, dude, you just exploded. You got too big. And now now you're going to leave the woman who supported you while you floundered around on Parks and Rec. Yeah. So uh, not good. Come on our podcast, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Defend yourself. Four or five years from now, I like to imagine we'll have another two to three Venom movies under our belt. And then we can really sink 
our our long drippy teeth into the Venom verse. But for now, we can rest easy knowing that uh, Tom Hardy has taken a super interest. But uh, this is new uh, f- for him to get credit, says Kelly Marcel, the screenwriter of Venom Two. But it's not new for him to be this involved. He's absolutely 100% committed to everything that he does. He's married to Venom. He loves this character. He's very involved in what he thinks should happen. Wait, is that all the quote? Yeah, that was all a quote from I'm Kelly sorry. Marcel. What article are you reading? Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh, IndieWire uh, by by Zach Scharf. Uh, the... the the, uh, the the headline is Tom Hardy spent months breaking Venom 2 plot over FaceTime, earns first story by credit. You know, I gotta be honest here, and I don't do this often, but I'm gonna have to run a journalism clinic on Jason Scharf because he buried the lead. Zach His Scharf. headline, Zach, Zach Schneider. Scharf. God damn it. <laughs> Zach Schnarf. Uh, I'm going to have to take you back to journalism school. Journalism 101, baby. You just posted an article where someone drops the scoop that Tom Hardy is married to Venom? And yeah. that's your headline? Yeah, your headline he, headline should be Tom Hardy marries Venom. Or Tom Hardy is already married to Venom. Where's your journalistic integrity? Did you not find out when they got married? Did they elope? Yeah, like, was it a private ceremony behind closed doors? I don't get it. I don't understand. But I did just learn for the first time, Andy Serkis is the director of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Andy Serkis is very talented. Has he has he directed anything before? Uh, this is his fourth feature. Ah, in addition to Gollum Origins. Uh, in addition to Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, Breathe. Those are the two movies the article lists. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, that's that's interesting. I don't know that I that I heard a lot about no, Mowgli either. being particularly good. But a good thing for him directing this is there's a lot of mocap involved, I would have to imagine. And Andy Serkis, of course, should have won Oscars for his mocap. Wait, hold on. Where would mocap fit into Venom? The Carnage character. Okay, yeah, I I could see that. It's it's just going to be weird for them to inject a lot of unnecessary CGI into Venom movies after the first one. Because, you know, Venom real. Venom real, of course. And it was a big get to get him in that movie. Yeah, look, it would be like getting um, Luke Skywalker to be in a Luke Skywalker film. Okay, well, now you're just making jokes. Yeah, fuck you. Fucking jokes. (laughs) What what do you hire? What what do you pay me for other than to make jokes? Listen, enough with the jokes. I'm excited that Tom Hardy is super involved in Venom. I still want to see the original Venom. Yeah, and in three to six years, when we... That is a zero credits guarantee. In three to six years, we are planting that seed now. Come back and harvest a beautiful crop of us having seen at least one Venom movie. For sure, yeah. Because, look, the Fakir was ending, and even though there's a rumored Don... Dominic Toretto prequel, and also a rumored Cypher prequel already in the works and scripts are being written this franchise will not last us for long (laughs) you know it's it won't 
anywhere from three to 13 years from now, we'll be out of fuck you movies, and then we'll move on to Venom, at which point there'll be maybe 30 Venom movies. Right. And uh, just so our listeners, so I can pique your interest. What the fuck? So I can pique, so I can pique your interest. What's happening? I, so, right so I can, let me take a clean one, so I can pique. Oh my God. Your interest. Just to let you know, I'm a little bit of a Venom connoisseur. Oh, do you you fuck with Venom? Uh, well, Tom Hardy's doing that now. I don't know <laughs> that if they've got an open marriage or what. Uh, but I, as you know, am a huge Spider-Man fan. Oh, is he related to Venom? In a way. They're cousins. Uh, however, I really got into Spider-Man comics in the 90s uh, when I was introduced to the idea of uh, Venom, the black suit, and Carnage. And I absorbed everything I could about those characters because I was a small child and I thought the comic books weren't edgy enough. Yeah, they had to be edgy. And, you know, Venom wasn't from the whatever. Uh, Move I, over, Peter Parker. It's Eddie Brock's time in the sun. It's Eddie Brock's time. Today's weather forecast, Eddie Brock is in the sun. <laughs> Today's weather forecast is slimy. He <laughs> <laughs> got me. You win. Uh, and then, of course, as we all know, the person who is Carnage, his name's like Mr. Creeley. <laughs> oh, I thought they, they might be going a different angle with Carnage. I don't know. Yeah. Cletus My- Cassidy, serial killer. Oh, shit. Symbiote suit. Oh, shit. Uh, apparently, oh, Norman Osborn got Carnaged at some point. Has a, has a, has a, has a woman ever been Carnaged? Doesn't look like it. Oh, well, then I... Okay. I don't know anything about Venom, and so I thought Carnage was his girlfriend. I'll excuse myself. <laughs> That's Tom Hardy. <laughs> who is... Who is Scream? I have no idea. What? Okay, I don't know. I play video... I play these dumb Marvel mobile games, and there's a, there's a symbiote named Scream. Ah, uh, that's after my time. Okay. Uh, we'll get to it. So... We That's will not keep... a good... Oh, Scream is like Lady Carnage. Oh, maybe that's his girlfriend. Maybe. Um... Once again. Oh, yeah, Scream is like... Oh, Scream's been around for a while. Long time. Not after my time. I'm a fool. You're a fool. And we'll both be fools. Uh, but we'll keep an eye out on this Venom burst, especially when it comes to what the hell is happening with Spider-Man, because eventually... Spider-Man's going to join the Venomverse when Sony pulls back the rights to Spider-Man after Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm super interested in what's going to happen there, but uh, they're also, like, there's supposed to be a a, a Morbius movie, Mobius, the Vampire Man, Morgul. Morbius. Yeah, that's been delayed, though, but there's also going to be a Kraven the Hunter movie. Sure. The Venomverse has really taken off. And so it's not going to be just Venom movies, John. We're going to watch all of those movies in three to 25 years. In three to 50 years, we will watch all of those movies. I, I really, I'm really trying to come back to it. I was looking at pictures of Scream, and uh, there's like a variant cover, I think, of the first Scream that has like 
It has venom on it, but venom has like a shiny, juicy ass that's pointed right at the camera. I mean, yeah, it's it's real ridiculous. Spider heroes have a weird history of their just just you know displaying their butt on the cover. I mean, they wear the tightest suits. It's it's fine. I just I'll send it to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you you're welcome. <laughs> I, I will appreciate this. No, no, no. I'm going to send it to you live on the podcast. Oh, okay. It, on Facebook? Yeah. All right, let me pull up my Facebook. Oh, there it is. Screen. It's Yeah, oh, okay. So that's That's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. He, he's, he's, he's the torque on his torso. <laughs> this is a, this is, this is a welcome change oh to what gosh. we typically see in comic books, which is through the male gaze. We see hypersexualized female characters. I, I appreciate this like ludic- ludicrously, uh, oily caked out venom. Now, what he's doing should be impossible because I can see the front of his torso, his entire face, and both of his butt cheeks. Listen, I I know that you didn't think I was serious when I said this, but after seeing that, it's really hard to come back to center and podcast. It's like uh, a life-changing image. Yeah, no, I, I close my eyes and all I see is that shiny, juicy <laughs> venom butt. No wonder Tom Hardy is married to that. Good for him. Yeah, you you see that coming at you from across the room. Oh, Wait, how no. would it be coming at you? <laughs> venom always walks backwards. Venom is know? walking with his chest pointed towards you, but also somehow <laughs> his, right. oi- his oily caked out butt is also pointed towards you. So I just this is where Instagram models got the inspiration. <laughs> yes, pinched waist, huge butt. He's got no room for his organs. Let's just say that. Uh, listen, you don't need organs when you're in a venom suit. Oh, you're right, because the symbiotes just process your food for you. That's why venom attaches to people so he can eat all of this delicious New York pizza. <laughs> 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 all right i feel like on that note that's a good out that uh, take the win as we used to say yes we uh, uh we are leaving on a high note today uh and if you would like to social media us you can do so through various channels uh the first channel to do so to d- d- for which you can do what the fuck is happening is twitter at zcpcwhj on twitter.com which stands for henry venom's juicy butt <laughs> that's right and if you want to send us more pictures it doesn't really matter what they're of but oh if it's God. if it pertains to what we talked about in the last 15 minutes of this episode we would be eternally grateful uh, you can send those pictures of Venom's juicy butt to uh, z- email at zerocredits.net. We will <laughs> look respectfully. Uh, <laughs> we are on Spotify. You can search for Zero Credits on the podcast section of Spotify, I suppose, and listen to us there. Most of our listens come from there, I've been told by our analytics team. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts under Zero Credits Podcast. 
Uh, one of the best ways for people to learn about the show is for you to uh, leave a rating, preferably five stars, and a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you could do that on Spotify, but I actually imagine if you could, it might have a greater impact. I think more people listen to podcasts on Spotify than they do Apple Podcasts now, so that might be a little outdated. But you know what isn't outdated, Henry? Don't respond. Word of the mouth, because it is the only way we can survive. Uh, so tell all your friends you should get overtaken by a weird goopy suit, goopy, like a goopy soup, soup goopy suit from a meteor. And uh, then <laughs> you'll tell your friends you're wearing the goopy suit. And uh, when you get sick of the goopy suit, like a bell will ring and it really doesn't like the bell and then like crawls into a sewer And uh, that's how people learn about the podcast. It's just that easy. It's just that easy. And don't forget, we'll be offering the zero credits OLED model at the very affordable rate of 350 US dollars until March 23rd of next year, at which time it will inexplicitly be pulled from shelves forever. Yes. Wait, is that a real thing about the real thing? No, just making fun of the, uh, there was a a collection of Super Mario games or 3D Mario games that uh, you could no longer buy. They're gone forever now. Hey, you can't sell each individual one of those Mario games for $60 if you sell them all in a bundle. It's true. And from everyone here at the dedicated video game labs of Zero Credits, we want to wish you a happy week. Is that the right order? Does he end on woohoo? Yeah, yeah. Weehee. What's the noise he makes when he jumps off a wall? Wah! 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 (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye! Man, Scream looks cool. Why didn't I get into Scream?